Welcome to episode four of the PL Surge podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Nix, and I'm joined by my favorite co-host, Brian Hampton. In this episode, we explore the CMCSS new teacher induction program. Research suggests the more supported teachers feel, the more likely they are to persevere through those critical, uncertain first years. And one of the ways CMCSS supports new teachers is by providing a site-based induction specialist to help them navigate their first year in the classroom. We would like to welcome our guests today, Katie Ribello and Addie Woods. So let's start with you guys. Why don't you share a little bit about yourselves? Sure. I'm Katie Ribello, and I teach third grade, a self-contained classroom at Barker's Mill Elementary. Um, I'm Addie Woods, and I teach fourth grade, and I teach math and science at Barker's Mill. Okay, so Katie, we are going to start with you. So you're a Sibus at Barker's Mill, and Addie is one of your mentees. What is a SIBIS and what are some of your responsibilities? So SIBIS stands for Site-Based Induction Specialist. And so basically that's just a fancy term for a new teacher mentor. So I am one of our three lead SIBIS here at Barker's Mill. So I'm kind of the face that new teachers will see when they first come to our building. And so our overall goal is to lead them through their first year of teaching at our school, we have a couple different roles throughout the year. We, first of all, are, are one of our biggest goals is to encourage their growth throughout the year at Barker's Mill. And so we will conduct, first we'll conduct site-based orientations when they first come to our school. And so for our teachers that start at the beginning of the year, that'll be right before school starts. But then we have new hires throughout the year. So we'll conduct late orientations for them as well. We also host monthly induction seminars. And so during our induction seminars, we'll cover various district and school-wide information and procedures. And we also touch on classroom management strategies. And one of the biggest things that we cover is explicit direct instruction. And so we, we kind of cover the different components of EDI and how that will tie into their lesson planning and their entire process of conducting a lesson, and then after a lesson, how to use that data to support further learning in their classroom. And we also talk about how that ties into the team rubric. So whenever our new teachers will have observations, we'll kind of help them take a look at different areas of reinforcement and refinement that will support them whenever they have their observations. And we also do, this year we're doing video coaching, which is exciting. And that goes along with the explicit direct instruction so our new teachers will record themselves covering the different components of a lesson. So the beginning of the year, it'll be more the target of a lesson. How do you present the target? Then we lead into later in the school year, we'll cover the I do portion, the teacher modeling. What does that look like in their classroom? Then we move on to the gradual release of responsibility onto the students and then eventually the independent practice at the end of their lesson and how they close their lessons. The video coaching, they will record different snippets of their lessons and post them onto, we use teaching channel. And so the lead Sibis at our school, we get a chance to look at their videos and they can reflect and say, hey, you know, this is the area that I feel like I'm really strong in. I feel like this was great this day on this lesson. This is where I wanna, this is what I wanna work on. 
And so we can come in and take a look at what are those areas of refinement? How can we support you and what strategies can we help you implement to reach that goal? And so really setting goals is a big a big focus for us as well, because we want to help them grow and helping our teachers grow also helps our students grow. Our overall goal is to help facilitate kind of that collaborative community where we talk back and forth and we come up with ideas and they share ideas with each other too. And so that's another big thing is um, all, all of our induction seminars, we, we encourage our new, new hires to come in and, and talk about some of their experience as well. And so overall, those are just some of the things that we do um, throughout the year. And we also try to tailor individual needs for our new hires as well and things that pop up throughout the school year, try to support them. Obviously this year, is very different than the traditional year. So helping our, our teachers move between remote teaching and teaching traditionally or virtually, trying to just overall support them throughout this kind of wild and crazy year <laughs> that we're all experiencing. So Katie, as a civist, you are providing so many different supports to Addie as well as other new teachers. So Addie, You've just wrapped up your first full year of teaching. You actually started a year ago in January, but because of COVID, the school year ended in March. So now you're beginning year two, but talk to us about some of the ways that Katie has supported you. Um, well, obviously she went through all the things that they've done with us this year. And um, last year, I only got to experience a few weeks and a few um, inductions seminars as well as the initial one we got to I got to experience a lot more of it this year and I think the biggest thing that they do is just they really encourage us and they support us they're always there asking us do we need anything is everything going okay um, they leave us little treats throughout the month and throughout the semester just to encourage us and to make sure that we're on the right foot that everything's going okay and that we don't need any help or anything in the meetings that we have they kind of walk through what we're doing right then so if we're doing anything in the school that's different they kind of walk us through that because obviously it's the first time that we're experiencing that so like the first day of school they walked us through the expectations the half day they walked us through the expectations um, just those kind of things that kind of pop up on a whim but we need to know them they're the ones that are there to help walk us through it and then um, for our remote days, I know every before every remote day, Katie would email me like, hey, do you need any help? Like, do you need anything? Um, so they always just provide that support there that I know if I need something that those are the people that I can go to and I can ask any questions. Addie, certainly you're benefiting from this relationship. Katie, how does uh, being a Sibis benefit you and your classroom? Oh, a lot. <laughs> I, I'm very fortunate. We, we have such an, an amazing group, especially at our school. Um, I know I like to tell our new hires whenever we first meet them at the beginning of the year or throughout the year, if they come to us later, that no matter how many years they've been teaching, they still have a lot of valuable input and a lot of experience that they're bringing to the table. We have teachers who have been teaching for 20 years that are just joining us or teachers that this is their first year that they're joining us. And so we try to encourage them and say, you know, no matter where you're coming from or no matter how many years you've been teaching, there's still a lot of value in what you do, um, what you're coming with and also what you're doing in your classroom. And so we really encourage them to share the different strategies in their classroom and the different, especially relationship building strategies that they're using with their students. I know social emotional learning is very important. It's important every year, but especially this year, it's, it's difficult because a lot of a lot of it's over 
the computer and online. And so trying to build those relationships with students and our teachers have been doing a wonderful job. Our new hires are building those relationships with their kids. And it, it inspires me to hear the strategies that they're sharing um, for instructional and classroom management and just watching them set and reach their goals. It's just a constant reminder to myself to try to do my best as well. And so it's kind of a journey that we're going on together. So every year I learn something new from our new hires, different things that they bring to the table and things that I try to implement in my room and then watching them just help our students grow. So it's inspiring and, and I'm learning new strategies as well. So I get a lot out of it too. I, and I know Addie has done so much watching her with some of my former third grade students as a third grade teacher coming to her in fourth grade and, and seeing her with them and, and watching them grow with her too. So it's, it's just a constant reminder that you know, we're all in this together and we're helping each other. It's so it's great to hear about the support system that you have built for one another. And uh, so that makes me wonder, Addie, how has the year one induction support helped you improve student achievement? Well, I think especially with us being remote, it helped me at the beginning a lot because I knew where to begin. I'd never done a first day of school. I'd never, you know, started off with instruction or curriculum. So it helped me to be able to kind of start off the year and you know where do I begin what do I expect from them those kind of things that started and then it just helped me walk through like how should my students be growing where should they be at this point it kind of helped me walk through that as well as giving me you know strategies to help them grow and then with the remote I feel like the learning didn't stop like they helped me just transition very well so um, the student achievement didn't fall or stop when we went remote, but I have the strategies to continue teaching as I would in the classroom. So um, I feel like my student achievement has been just consistent with the tra traditional learning and remote learning. So Katie, you are teaching virtually this year. And so you're kind of having a first year teaching experience as well. Talk to us about how that's going. Yes, definitely. There, I've learned so much this year. Um, I think it, it's just, it's, been an adventure since the beginning of the year, but it's helped me grow tremendously as a teacher. So I think this virtual experience has really taught me flexibility and teamwork is crucial. And so I'm very fortunate to have a very strong team in, in many different aspects. I have a strong civis team that I'm working with. I have a strong admin team at our school and then my third grade team as well. So I think being flexible and having, having the opportunity to work collaboratively with other people um, has helped. So I think some of the biggest challenges I faced this year was figuring out first how to take my traditional classroom and how to translate it to a virtual setting, which it was a lot of trial and error. I think a lot of us have, have learned that this year, it's not everything translates over to the virtual setting. And so figuring out how to be, um, how to be flexible with technology and how to be flexible with students and families and then extending that flexibility as well towards them and, and letting them know I'm, I'm a teacher and I make mistakes, you know, asking for, for that flexibility from them as well, you know, to help me. And so a lot of my students love that. They'll point out anytime I make a mistake, they'll say, you know, Mrs. Rebello, um, you put this on there. You didn't mean to. I say, yes, you're right. Um, and so they're, they're kind of my teammates too. My students are pointing out things and they help me and and letting them know that, that we're all in this together. That's that's how we make the virtual setting work is just working together and building the relationships with my students and their families to help kind of support 
them academically at home and between the virtual classroom. And so I think that has been huge because there's a lot being put on our community and our families right now. And so trying to figure out, figure out, you know, my families and, and my students in their particular setting. Virtual teaching is very different, but, um, but I've learned a lot of really, really good strategies for this year to help, to help get me through it. As I hear you talking about this, it makes me think of one of my favorite quotes, which is uh, the only constant is change. I'm sure you've heard that. <laughs> I yes. love it. Every time I find myself getting really stressed out about something about some new thing or some new process, I always tell myself the only constant is change. So just embrace it. And so you talked about being flexible. And I'm curious, Addy, I'm sure that you've had to make a lot of adjustments. And so what has helped you embrace change this year? I think just reminding myself that, you know, everyone is not struggling, but everybody is adapting right now. Everybody is having to be flexible. And for me, it's like, it's flexibility, but it's also learning at the same time because I've never done any of this stuff before. So I feel like I'm kind of two steps behind everybody because I'm having to catch up. Like I'm having to learn it and then change it and then change it again all at the same time. But I feel like it's really helped me grow more. Um, kind of like Katie said, I just have a, have to tell my kids, you know, this is new for all of us. And this is an experience for all of us. And not only that, but you know, we're going to get through it together. And like, they're not alone. I know I'm not alone. So I just have to keep reminding them like, it's all going to be okay. We're going to be fine. Like, I'm not going to let you fall. I think being flexible with myself and kind of giving myself grace, like, I don't know, sometimes I feel like, well, this is my first time. So everybody else has, you know, other years to fall back on, but I'm like, okay, what if I'm not a good teacher because of all this? And then I just have to remind myself, like, we are going through it this year. Like it's going to be fine, you know, and giving myself grace, giving my kids grace. And like Katie said, families are going through so much right now. I know um, I've had to walk through this with a lot of them. So I just have to remind myself that we're all going through not the same thing because everybody's, you know, story is a little bit different, but we're all going through this challenging thing in this challenging time. So I have to remember to give them flexibility and allow that for myself as well. I'm sure there are lots of high points that you've experienced. And uh, Katie, if you could start, what is, um, what's a high point, a highlight that stands out for you this year, this school year? I would say, and it sounds very simple, but I would say having my students learn each other's names and remembering little facts about each other. It's so hard to build a community over the computer and and especially now that some of our virtual class sizes are getting pretty big and so I have a lot of students in in my virtual class right now and it was just so touching even I was just thinking about this morning one of my students remembered another student's birthday and it's just little things like that just knowing that they really are getting they're hearing each other and they're getting to know each other and having them learn each other's names I think really makes them feel like there is a face behind the computer and they are a person. And so I think with everything being thrown at everybody right now, everybody, it's high, it's high stress and everybody wants to do their best. And we're worried about a lot of learning loss and, and instruction, a lot of things that I feel like I can't control as much as I usually would as a teacher this year. I feel like that's a little success and a little thing that stands out and knowing that our students are the most important thing right now. And so having them build that relationship and, and getting to know each other was probably the biggest highlight for me this year. So Addie, how about you? What is a high point for you this school year? Um, well, first surviving. Um, 
second, I think it's not the first time we've heard that. Yeah, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> other people, yeah, other people feel very similarly. <laughs> um, I think my high point is honestly, I think it's just seeing growth. Um, and I, I know personally, I've seen myself become a better teacher, I've seen myself become more patient, you know, all of the different qualities that I've kind of been given thanks to COVID and everything we've been going through. But, um, you know, it might take on a normal year, it might take teachers years to build some of those qualities. And I think they were just kind of thrown at all of us. So some of us, you know, just had to pick them up and roll with them. So I think um, personally, just being able to grow into this role of flexibility and changing all the time and not um, drowning, but being able to kind of stay afloat most of the time and um, just being able to give my students, you know, someone that they can depend on when they might not have anyone at home and they might, they might feel like they're alone. But um, I think my success is just being able to kind of become the person that they needed and um, learn from everything that's been going on. So as you both continue to learn and grow, what are your goals as we move forward to finish this school year? <laughs> go, Addie. Oh, Addie, go. I'm sorry. No, you go. No, you go. <laughs> okay. Um, I think personally, I um, am actually in grad school, so I want to finish that up. And then in like a school setting, I think my goal is just to, like I said, continue my growth as a teacher um, and finish out this year strong, not only for me, but for my kids. Cause you know, the first being out the first month um, in remote learning, I know they're so excited to get back most of them. And so I just wanna be able to be that comforting face for them when they come back. And I wanna really focus more on relationships this second semester. Cause I feel like the first semester was so like, we got to catch up, we got to catch up, which I did try to focus on relationships, but I just feel like I could really hit it harder in the second half. So now that we have, you know, the base of our relationships, we know everybody, I know a lot of their stories. I think we really can just hit the ground running when we come back and build those relationships um, and kind of help them build relationships with themselves and get to know themselves as well. What about you, Katie? I think for me, helping our new teachers grow as much as possible and then helping our students grow as much as possible this year. Um, and like Addie said, you know, there's just so much being thrown at everybody this year and trying to help our new teachers who haven't experienced a normal year, especially for our new, if it's a teacher's first year teaching this year, you know, they, there's a lot that they either missed out on or they just haven't even had time to sit and, and take it all in. And so I want to help our new hires grow as much as possible and really encourage them because we want to keep them too. We want to keep them and, and have them come back with us next year. And so trying to help them feel supported and help them grow this year. And then my students as well, as much as possible. I know um, learning loss and, and dealing with learning gaps this year is, is a big concern for a lot of people. And so just using the information that I can from my classroom constructively without, while still keeping that perspective that, you know, this is a, a we're going through a pandemic right now and then our students have lost out. Um, they, they've lost out on half of a year last year and then, you know, not, not starting a normal school year this year. And so really looking at the data in a different way. 
but in a way that's still constructive. And so just trying to help my students bridge those learning gaps this year. And so helping our, our new teachers and helping students this year, that's my biggest goal. So Katie, we are so thankful for the job that you're doing as a CIBIS and the work that you're doing at Barker's Mill. What advice would you give others who might be interested in the CIBIS role? I would say prepare for a lot of relationship building. That's really at the, the basic level of everything that we want to do. So building those relationships with the new hires, kind of similar, similarly to how, how we do that in the classroom. You know, if you want to encourage somebody and you want to help somebody open up so they feel comfortable enough to share their their thoughts and share their goals with you, you want to build a relationship with them. And so that's really at the basis of everything that we try to do and to work collaboratively with others. So my other my CIBIS team here at Barker's Mill, we work a lot together to try to put together the best agendas that we can, what do our new teachers need right now, and trying to stay on top of that. So it, it does seem like a lot of work when you see the role of a CIBIS, but it is kind of incorporated in everything that we do already. And so just being ready to build those relationships with others and, and to work together, work collaboratively. Addie, um, Katie mentioned that there's some videoing as part of the new teacher induction program. Talk to us about your experiences with the videoing and self-reflection from that. If I've learned something this year, it's definitely that self-reflection is such a big part of teaching and that comes you know, with our evaluations, um, just with our student achievement and all those things, you always are having to evaluate yourself and evaluate what you're doing in the classroom. So I think that the videoing is a really good way to do that and it's really important. I actually, you know, I just graduated from college in December and I had to do the ed TPA. So I had to video myself then. Um, like I said, I think it was really a really important thing. I like that you can self-reflect on yourselves and others can kind of comment and they can reflect as well. And then you also get that overlying um, advice from your mentor on how's this part of your lesson going? What can you improve on? Um, what are your strengths and your weaknesses? And just like you would in an evaluation, but it's a little bit you know, more chill because it's, it's just coming from you know, your mentor, your friend. Before when, when Katie was talking about being a CIBIS and kind of the different things that you do, you mentioned the video coaching, but you know, there's a lot of vulnerability involved in, in uh, you know, videoing yourself and doing that reflection. And so I'm curious if people, if you get more people who uh, you can kind of feel the tension in the room when you first mentioned that they will be doing video coaching, or is it the kind of thing where in the 21st century, we've all become so familiar with, um, with videoing and watching videos that being videoed is just kind of something that is maybe becoming more natural for us? Definitely a lot, some, some resistance, yes, for sure, but understandably so, because it is a very awkward process. And then I, we, we like to really talk about how we don't want it to be an added task on top of everything else, especially this year. We want it to be something that can be used as a tool for them. And it is, it is private when they post their videos for EDI. And so just um, the CIBIS team can see their videos and comment on it. But every now and then we do, at the beginning of the year, we did a, a classroom tour. So all of the teachers could see each other's videos. And we try to post our video too, to say, look, we're awkward too. And it's so weird. And <laughs> I think I said in um, my comment, I hate the way my voice sounds listening to this, but and, and it's true. And we all feel that way. And knowing that we're all, human and it's okay to feel that way um 
And so there, there is some resistance, but we try to approach it as this is just a tool that you can use to help you feel a little bit more comfortable, especially when it comes to your observations with admin. We want you to feel like when you go into those conferences, you feel prepared and you know the team rubric and how that ties in with EDI and you have examples and evidence that you've used in your lessons because you've had that chance to review it yourself and to talk and we're, we just kind of facilitate that conversation we come in and say what what do you want to work on and we kind of build that conversation from there and so we're just kind of facilitating that conversation it really is what they feel like they need at that time and so it's awkward and it's different um but just letting them know that we feel the same way and, and when, when we record ourselves too. Katie, when you were a first year teacher, did you go through a new teacher induction program or have a mentor? Yes, yes. It looked a little bit different than it does now, but I did. I, I went through the, um, I had induction seminars that I attended. We had our lead civis team and I got a chance to be a part of that. And we didn't have video coaching at that time, but we did kind of have our own version of reflection. Um, and so I, I got a chance to do that as, as when I had my first year at Barker's Mill. And, um, and, and that was an experience too. And it, it is, it, there's just so much coming in as a new hire, but it, it was nice to have a familiar face and a group of people too. So I know I'm looking across the table and I see some other new third grade teachers that year, or some people who are, you know, teaching the same content area. And it's nice to look around the room and say, Hey, I am in this with a group of other people. And that's amazing how it's kind of come full circle because now you're able to give back in that role and you still have, you know, the fresh experience of being a new teacher. Katie, you talked about some advice that you had for folks who are interested in becoming a SIBUS. So Addie, what advice would you give to other first year teachers about the new teacher induction program and what it's like to work with a SIBUS? I would probably just say to take full advantage of it. Um, I would tell them, you know, it's not weak to ask for help and we all need help, especially with everything that's going on right now. So if, you know, they offer help, take it. And if you need it, ask them because you know they're always willing they're always going to be there um and i would just say you know roll with the flow like do learn from what they're teaching you and just take advantage of the resources that they're giving you and the lessons that they've gone through that they're trying to teach you well with that we're going to let you all get back to uh, your important work and thank you again so much thank you for having thank you guys bye Thank you again to our guests, Katie Ribello and Addie Woods for joining us today. And thank you to our listeners. As we always say, the PL Search podcast is powered by your learning journey. And we've already received several great recommendations from our listeners for upcoming episodes. If you have a professional learning story you'd like to share, you can reach us at plsurge at cmcss.net. This podcast is produced and edited by the professional learning team in the Clarksville-Montgomery County School System. In addition to today's guests, we would also like to give special thanks to the new teacher induction team, Kim Dennis, Nikki Levine, and Dory Dorch, who provided support and guidance for this episode. Until next time, keep learning and keep journeying.